This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only. The information contained within may not suit your particular circumstance. Hi, I'm John. Welcome to another episode of About Success 123. Now, on this episode, it's going to be a little bit of a departure from our entrepreneurial episodes that we've been doing on the podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about what steps you might take on the road to your health success and what might be stopping you from adopting a better diet, getting fitter or even losing weight. Now, joining us in the conversation on the podcast today is Imogen Van Hagen. She's a health coach and runs Balance Me Holistic Nutrition. Now, Imogen has seen a number of people with the dilemmas I've just described, and she has a theory on what is stopping people embarking on a more successful, healthy lifestyle journey. Imogen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, John. Lovely to be here. So now, Imogen, when it comes to health, you actually, if we just wind back a bit, you actually had a bit of a health scare, and that's what sort of puts you on the path, I guess, to a uh, more successful, healthier lifestyle. So can we talk about that? What actually happened? Yeah, definitely. Well, look, um, I guess like many of your listeners um, maybe uh, or, or can very much relate to, now I actually used to work in the corporate world. I moved to Amsterdam when I was 19 and I lived there for eight years. And uh, I was working for a global company and um, very quickly, you know, from the age of 23 to 24, 25, grew myself to the, I guess, to the top of the, the ladder. Um, I was the youngest person in the senior exec team. Um, I was managing global operations from Singapore to Abu Dhabi all the way over to Houston. You know, really just overworked, high-stress environment, work hard, play hard kind of mentality um, in the organisation. And I was, you know, 60 hours a week, seven days a week, you know. And, and I actually got to a point where I was working this all-or-nothing kind of lifestyle and my health really did take a, a, a bit of a turn because it was on the back burner. You know, success and reaching goals and making money, like that was at the forefront, right? And until my body actually started to deteriorate, and what I mean by that is I actually weigh currently 58 kilos, but back then I dropped 10 kilos in a matter of, you know, a couple of weeks, Mm. right? Not only that, my muscles started to ache, my joints started to ache. I actually thought that I was chronically ill and um, underwent a number of, you know, uh, medical assessments, doctor visits, hospital visits, blood tests, and Ultimately, what it came down to is, and the doctors said, look, we can't find anything wrong with you. I think I was, you know, busy for about three or four months and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. And they said, look, you just need to change your lifestyle. Right. This is just stress manifesting in your body. Uh-huh. And so you said that you lost 10 kilos in, in a matter of mm. weeks. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot of, a lot of weight. It is a lot of weight, absolutely. Mm. One thing that they did discover, I have to say, I had an overactive thyroid, so that played a huge impact on that, but that was stress-induced. That's what they said, right? Right. And so in that moment, I went, you know what? You can't pay me any amount of money to feel this way, and I'm really going to take a step back and reevaluate my lifestyle and how I'm actually living it. And, um, and I did just that, you know. I was, I was an all-or-nothing kind of person, and this is, this is really, I always say, John, you know, you are always winning at the game that you're playing, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone's always winning at the game that they're playing. What I mean by that, you are what you tell yourself, right? 
So I used to say to myself, I'm an all or nothing kind of person, right? Or I'm just, I'm too busy. I don't have time, right? And so that was ultimately what I became. And, you know, have you ever heard of the, uh, of the I want X but Y analogy before? Uh, can't say that I have. So it's like you hear people say, right, I want to be fit, yep. but I hate the gym. Or you hear someone say, I want to be healthy, but I love food too much. Mm-hmm. Or I want to eat and drink and do the things that I want, but I don't want to deprive myself. Mm. Right, so one automatically cancels out the other and yep. you can't have them both. Right, And that third one was me. And if you just change that one word in the middle from but to and, something profound happens. So I want to be fit and I hate the gym. But, you know, for what, what I was, you know, I want to eat and drink and do the things that I love, but I don't want to deprive myself, right? And so I just took a step back and just, you know, changed the game that I was playing, ultimately. And, you know, I created a game of balance. And, you know, I can eat and drink and do the things that I want and live a healthy lifestyle at the same time. So yeah. from where you were before to where you are now, mm. has your health changed dramatically or is your journey continuing? Well, it's, it's changed dramatically. And, you know, I always say small hinges swing big doors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, the, it's really been a, a huge process for me. So I actually quit that job. I took a year off and I relocated back from Amsterdam to Australia and I set up a gym over here. And um, it has been a continual journey of, you know, figuring out what works for me and my unique body type, creating habits and breaking old bad habits. And ultimately, I always say that transformation starts from the neck up. So it had to start with that mindset shift. So what do you mean by that? You know, it starts from the neck up. Well, I mean, it's, in, it's all in your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It's how you view it. You know, if you're saying to yourself, I'm just too busy to be healthy, or I'm too busy to go to the gym, or I'm, I just don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, then that's what, you know, your language is incredibly powerful. That's what your experience will be. And you can, everyone has a choice in how they experience life, right? Yeah, but it's getting over that, isn't it? I mean, I rem- mm. that XY analogy that you gave us before and how to get around that, that's mm. all very well and good. But I mean, the, the, a lot of this stuff is a lot more deep-seated than that, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And, you know, I, and I have to say, my, my journey actually stems all the way back to, you know, my self-development journey. Mm-hmm. And I was never, I didn't always used to be someone who had a lot of self-esteem and, and confidence. I was actually quite broken all the way through adolescence. And, you know, I grew up with, I've got 12 brothers and sisters, right? And I lived in 13 houses before the age of 13, went to five different high schools before 14 and moved out of home at 14. You know, so it's, I have had a huge journey myself. And what I have to say is I remember between the age of, you know, 16 and 19, I went very much downhill of, you know, um, self, I guess, obstruction, taking drugs and alcohol and pushing people close to me away and it was not until I was introduced to self-development and that I really understood that you know it is me who creates my experience and not what the experiences that I had so I could have continued to go on a downward spiral and just you know my life would have turned out very very different if I didn't start to really develop myself and become interested in that you know it's a journey and you got to be willing to you know, be honest with yourself and also show up for yourself. So I was going to say, you're sitting here talking about this now, but mm. making that change, was it hard for you to do? Was it hard for me to do in the moment? I think it was so profound for me that, 
you know, I, I really had a breakthrough in who I was as an individual. And instead of having that story of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, then I just changed my story. And that's when I, you know, I came out of that self-development course and I booked a one-way ticket to Amsterdam and then you know, went on this other journey. But I guess if, if I hadn't have the ability to, you know, control my thoughts and my language to myself, then, you know, that health scare that I had in Amsterdam, that might have also been very different and gone differently as well. Does, does it take longer to, to get people out of that mindset or does it take longer for them to actually lose the weight? What, what's the thing that takes the most amount of time? Getting out of the weight uh, or, or losing the weight or getting healthier? What, 50-50 or is it 20-80 or what, what is it? Uh, that's, a really, that's a really difficult question because, you know, everybody Everyone's is different, different, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's on par, you know, it, it's very much, you know, that mindset shift. You're always going to be having to, you know, be at tug of war with yourself, especially if that's been something that has, you know, been a part of you for such a long time and a habit that you've created, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and, yeah, and, of course, then losing the weight, then that's another game, right? So you might lose the weight and then self-sabotage kicks in. Right. Self-sabotage is you know, normally when things are getting too good to be true, our um, old mechanisms start to kick in. So it's all, it's all within the mindset, right? And so when self-sabotage kicks in, then you've got to be ready and know that that's actually happening rather than allowing yourself to lose those kilos, gain them back, lose those kilos, gain them back, and just be at this constant yo-yo with yourself. When you work with people over a period of time, how does their personality change when they go from being unhealthy to being healthy? And the other question I have for you, everyone who comes mm. to see somebody like you, do you have a 100% success rate or are there people who just can't do it? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think, you know, when you go on a, on a weight loss or health journey, right, not everyone comes to me for weight loss. So some just come because they have terrible sleep or you know, they want to increase their energy levels or, you know, for a number of things, digestive issues. And I guess that the more you take care of yourself, the more energy you have, the better you feel, the more motivated you are to take care of yourself. And on the other hand, you know, when we lack energy mm. and um, we feel tired, we tend to make poor choices, right? So when we, you know, they start getting results and start feeling better, they feel more uplifted, they feel more positive, they get confidence. You know, and confidence that, you know, for, for many of them, they just have not felt in a really long time because they've been in this um, downward spiral, right? And then they're able to make more conscious choices, not just around food, but then in every area of their life. Your other question, you know, there are some people who get great success and there's also some people, also some people who fall back into old habits as well. Right. Now, I run a, my typical program is a 10-week program. And whilst they, you know, are fully, get fully educated around what, you know, works for them and their unique body type and they change many habits, it's also, you know, then up to them to go out and, and I guess, implement it into their life as well. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, so ultimately it's, it's up to you, isn't it? Not up to you yeah. personally, but, but a pers- up to the person who wants to change their lifestyle. They, they have to make that decision somewhere along the line. I mean, you can give them as many tools as you want, but the thing is they've got to physically go, I'm going to do this. Oh, absolutely. And it all starts with the big why, right? So most people set goals and, you know, goals like I want to lose 10 kilos or, you know, I, I, I want to, um, wh- whatever it is, run a marathon. And, you know, whilst 
you know, we're humans and humans are not driven by numbers. We're driven by emotion. So, you know, we want to think about, well, why do you want to lose those 10 kilos? Why do you want to run that marathon? And when you can get really truly connected to, you know, why you want to lose those 10 kilos and, you know, what comes out of the coaching session. So, you know, quite phenomenal things. You know, some people's big why is that they just, you know, they want to improve their sex life with their husband. And if they don't, their marriage is going to fall apart, mm-hmm. right? And if their marriage falls apart, their life is going to fall apart and their financial situation. And, you know, it's just, it's so much bigger than losing the 10 kilos. Or, you know, they don't want to end up with a chronic disease like their mum and dad did. And, you know, seeing them go through hospital. So that it's, it's really when you get connected to that big why and don't just focus on the goals because that's not going to want it, what's going to have you follow through. Now, when people actually get a healthy body, so they've gone from being, let's say, unhealthy, and this could apply for you to, to you as well because, of, you know, what you were mm-hmm. talking about before, you know, you were unhealthy and then you became healthy. Did yeah. you find one of two things? Or maybe you found both that your personality became different and your mental attitude and your ability to do stuff became different? 100%. You know, I think you become a more enjoyable person to be around because, and people say to me, I, I'm really the, the energizer bunny and I am the, the person who people feed off the energy. And, and I love being that person for people. And also, on, on the other hand, you know, I, I am probably the most productive I have ever been in my life. And I'm probably the busiest I've ever been as well. You know, I, I run and own three businesses. I'm a mum. The building houses at the moment. You know, we, like we, we have a really busy life. But having said that, I still take time to exercise every day. I cook three meals a day mm-hmm. at home just because I want to know what's going into my into my food. And I just love feeling optimal. I love feeling energized. I love that having that spring in my step. And, you know, for me, it wouldn't make sense to, you know, to go back into old habits because I just love feeling this way. And, you know, I love where it's, my life is going because of it as well. Do you ever sneak out for a pizza? <laughs> of course. I have oh, not sneak out though. <laughs> I, I have complete freedom around food, you know, and I think that that's something that I've really worked on because that whole restrictive mentality of the whole dieting mentality is just based on restriction. You know, I can't have this. I can't have that. And, you know, that's where it goes wrong for a lot of people. And that this, you know, when you lose a lot of weight initially and then, it leads to a screw it all binge because, you know, you're like, oh, screw this. It's, it's not fun. It's not sustainable. And then before you know it, you packed all that weight back on again. Mm. Right? And it's this, it's the whole restrictive mentality that where it goes wrong for people. And, you know, I have complete freedom around food. I can have a pizza and a bottle of wine in the same night. But then the next day, and this is what I mean by creating a life of balance, right? I know that I'm going to, go to the gym the next day I'm going to drink plenty of water and I'm probably going to eat three healthy meals and that for the rest of the week that that is just how I live right but I just I can have that pizza and I can go and drink a bottle of wine without feeling um, bad about it at all because it's just it's that healthy balance and you should be able to do that Mm, you know absolutely but I mean the thing is what about people who do work long hours 
and don't have time to eat right and exercise, what do you mm-hmm. say to them? I mean, I know that you were doing it and you decided to give up the career that you had and what have mm-hmm. you. But what about those people out there who basically want to keep their job and they do want to keep working hard and working long hours and being successful and stuff? How do, yeah. they, ch- how do they change? What do they do? Yeah, oh, you know, there are so many things that you can do these days. And it's actually one of my businesses that I set up is exactly for people like that. So one of my other businesses is called 20 Fit and it's basically a 20-minute um, a workout, right, that you use where you train 90% of your muscles all at the same time, but it's equivalent to three hours in the gym. And the reason why I set that up, it's, it's huge all over Europe and that was one thing that I was actually doing coming out of my out of my journey I thought this is amazing for busy professionals because you only do it once a week and you strengthen all of your muscles at the same time and you get a great workout right and so there there are options available for people like that and if you don't have a facility like mine near you then you can implement small incremental changes into your day just to make sure you move a little bit more and, you know, for example, park your car further away from the office building and walk up and to. People right, laugh so at me get... for doing that. I mean, I, often, <laughs> I, often, I, actually do, I actually do that. If I'm going out to dinner for a restaurant or something like that, I always park a long way away from the restaurant. And, pe- <laughs> and people think, well, they it must works, be... <laughs> I know, it works. And they said, why do you always park a long way away from the restaurant? And I've never actually told them why... I do it, but if they ever listen to this podcast, they're going to know why. Because you walk to the restaurant, it's a bit of a walk, and then you have to walk back from the restaurant to your car, it's also a bit of a walk, and you get exercise, and that's exactly why I do it. Exactly, right? And so just by doing small things like that, they are marginal gains, right? Hmm. Um, and there's, a, there's an awesome book called uh, Tiny Habits. I don't know if you've ever read that, but it's all about implementing small, significant changes in your life that ultimately um, make a big difference to your health in the long term. All right, Imogen. Now, I know this is a very big subject, but because this is called About Success 1, 2, 3, the podcast, and we need to get three tips from you about starting on, on your road to a healthier lifestyle. The first one, I would say your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, what, what game am I currently playing? If you really want to start to make change in your life, then start changing your language to yourself because your language can be incredibly disempowering or it can have you feeling positive and uplifted. And so change the game that you're playing. And the second one is people ask me a lot about self-control, right? Do you just have more self-control than the average person, Imogen? And you know what? I guess new studies say that people who have a high level of self-control don't find it necessarily easier to create create habits around food, but they don't find it easier to avoid temptation, right? But they, they are better at planning, right? So instead of going for having quick fix foods in the cupboards, they have healthy snacks of planned ready to go. They know if they have a busy afternoon and if they're going to need an extra pick-me-up between meetings, that they have a high-protein bar in their bag or some mixed nuts or something like that. So they're not, you know screwed to go over to the um, to the vending machine. Mm-hmm. And the third thing would be try to create some freedom around food for yourself. And, you know, get off that 
that restrictive way of living because the more you restrict yourself, the more you're going to want it. And how you can do that is when you focus on what food gives you energy versus the food that strips you of your energy, follow through becomes much easier, right? So I know that salad and light foods and protein and vegetables and fruits, that they give me energy, right? So I'm, I just go for those foods because I know that that's how I want to feel. So that would be my top three tips. <laughs> All right, Imogen, that's great. Well, thanks for joining us today on the uh, on the podcast. I guess you're out for a bit of a run around the block after this. Yeah, I am actually. I'm about to go to a speaking gig to speak about something very similar. So. Right. Are you going to run there or are you running there or driving? <laughs> no, I have to drive. It's about a 30-minute drive. All right, okay, fair enough. All right, well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just before you go, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can hear all the new episodes as soon as they go live.